Hello there and welcome to Beyond the Pulpit, a podcast of Doxodeo Meersdal. It's such an honor to have you joining us for the journey, and I hope that today's content will stir your faith and make you excited to go out and impact your world. I am extremely excited about today's episode. I think it's going to be great. We've got some great content. So let's quickly recap. We are in our sermon series called The Gospel. Week one, we spoke about the, the powerful gospel where we spoke about God having a plan from the beginning of the world, from the moment that sin entered the world, God had a plan to save humanity. Week two, we spoke about the public gospel. We said that Christianity in this message is not a, a private thing, but it is a uh, public thing. You have to take this gospel and live it out in your world. That's how we get the gospel to our friends and family. And today we are speaking about the personal gospel. The fact that this gospel message, although it's for the world and for everybody out there, it is personal, deeply personal, so much so that it changes a life when it enters it. So what what I'm going to do is we are going to jump into uh, a quick sermon recap, and then afterward I'm going to give you a couple of questions for application. But before I do that, be sure to check out our Instagram channel, our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe for that. It really helps us if you share this just to get the message out and to get this message of this gospel that we have as a church into the hearts of people. So share that, like it. Uh, it helps us out a lot. Are you ready? Week three, sermon recap. So firstly, we spoke about a, a man called John Newton. He wrote a little song. He lived in, in the 1700s and he wrote a little song that goes like this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, and now I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fear relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Now this song is actually birthed out of an experience that John Newton had. In his 20s, he was working as a slave trader on a slave trading ship. This guy was one of the worst types of people, foul language, disobedient to authority. This guy didn't have his life together. So much so that at one point he he became so disobedient that the captain of the ship brought him out and in front of 350 of his peers gave him eight dozen lashes. Crazy. This guy was so disobedient. Out of this, he plans to murder this captain. There's a a piece of hate that grows in his heart. He plans to murder the captain of the ship. He plans to do that and then also to kill himself. This guy is broken. We said that something happened though. The night before he uh, was to commit this crime, a massive storm breaks out on the ship. So much so that it brings John Newton to a point where he's in his room and he's praying to God. He's praying to a God he does not believe. And he says, Lord, save our souls. If you do this, I will follow you. And we know what happened after that. God saved them. They survived the shipwreck. And that happens. Jesus completely changes this man's life. He goes on to write this song. And with this this song in background, listen to these last words. How precious did that grace appear the the hour I first believed. That's what the gospel does when it comes into a life. When the gospel becomes personal, it changes your life. John Newton became one of the most influential songwriters in history. He wrote some of the most known hymns. You probably know most of them. And that's what happens when when the gospel enters a heart. We spoke about what we call the simple gospel. 
And I said that for me personally, for Quibbers, it's very hard to speak about this gospel. It's hard to uh, explain what grace did in my life because I don't have the terminology. But there is a piece of scripture that explains this very well. I'm quickly going to read it for us. You can check this out later uh, yourself. Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath like the, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, and sins made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God not a result of work so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What an incredible piece of scripture. I challenge you, go and read this scripture. Take your Bible, underline it, circle words standing out for you. It's, it's incredible what happens. I want to bring your attention to three phrases that, that we saw in this scripture. You were, but God by grace. You were, verse 1, but God, verse 4, by grace, verse 8. I would challenge you, go and underline these three words. That is the simple gospel. The simple gospel is you were a sinner, but God did something in your life and he did it by grace. You were, but God, by grace. Won't you say that with me just quickly? In, in, there where you are, just silently in your head, just say, I was but God by grace. Let's quickly dive into each one of these phrases. You were. The fact is, without Christ, you are dead in your sins. Without Christ, there's nothing bringing meaning to your life. On your own, you are spiritually dead. On our own, there's nothing of, there's, there's no life inside us. If I can bring it home to me personally, before I met Jesus, I was dead. Before I met Jesus, I was a sinner. I lived as a sinner. I talked like a sinner. I acted like a sinner. I was. But I had a but God moment. I'll never forget it. I don't have time to dive into it. Come chat to me if, you, if you'd like to hear that story. But I was in grade nine. I was about 15 years old when I had my but God moment. Where God came and he changed my life forever. Corbus was but God by grace. The second phrase, but God. We said last, uh, last night, we said that we're trusting God for a but God moment in people's lives. I was trusting God that people who are under addiction, people who are oppressed, who are enslaved by different things, who are anxious, who are tired, who don't understand, who have questions. I trusted God for a but God moment in their life. A but God moment is what, had, what, what happened to Paul. I don't know if you know the story. We read it uh, in, in, in the New Testament. You can go read it. It's incredible in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts 7, the first time Paul shows up, his name is Saul at the time. And what happens is he is introduced as a Pharisee, a Jew, and a Jewish scholar 
who was so passionate about uh, Judaism that he actually went to the head priest to ask permission to rid the world of the Christian problem. That's right, he was a Christian murderer. He was a hunter of Christians. This guy, worst of the worst type of people probably, because he murdered people. He took lives, went from town to town, city to city, region to region, searching out Christians, finding them and throwing them in the arena, stoning them publicly. This guy was a terrible person with a piece of hate in his heart, just like John Newton. And then you guessed it, he had a but God moment. With permission from the high priest to get rid of the Christians in, his, in, in this region, Paul goes to Damascus. He's on his way to a booming uh, place where Christianity has started uh, to be seen. He goes there and on the way there, there's a bright light from heaven. It's Jesus. Jesus shows up and he asks Paul this simple question. Paul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul has this but God moment. Paul, Saul was a Christian murderer, but God showed up on the Damascus road. From here he goes and he goes to a, to, to a person uh, close to Damascus. He gets healed. He gets baptized and his life is changed forever. He becomes a Jesus follower. And now we read the Bible, which is most of Paul's writings. Paul was a murderer, but God came at Damascus and he did it through grace. Listen to this, that same scripture, Ephesians 2 verse 4. <clears throat> but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in the, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Paul was, but God. By grace. The third phrase, by grace. You were but God by grace. Listen to this, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing, it's a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. What is grace? What is grace? Grace is an adulterous woman being caught red handed gathering together in a public square to be stoned. Grace is the one who shows up and says, let the first one of you without sin throw the first stone. Grace is the one who, sh who, who, who chases away your persecutors. What is grace? Grace is a father who has two sons and one son says, I want my inheritance now. And he goes off and he squanders it on prostitutes and, and alcohol and wastes his life and his money. Grace is the one sitting on the porch waiting for the sun to return. Grace is the one who, when the sun comes back, stands up and chases after him with a ring and a robe in his hands and says, my son is back, let's throw a party. What is grace? Grace is a man hanging on a cross. Grace is a man hanging on a cross. And when his buddy starts getting at, at Jesus for why doesn't he save himself? He says, no, leave him alone. This man did nothing wrong. Grace is the one who turns around and says, son, today you will join me in paradise. You were, but God, by grace, that's how he does it. Don't you for one last time just want to say that with me? I was, but God, by grace. Let's get practical. Four things for application. First of all, do you have an I was moment? If you think back on your life, do you have a, a moment where you, or do you have a past where you say, Quibus was this? 
I was this. Do you have that? One of the most powerful, powerful things just to stir worship in your heart is to remind yourself how far you've come. C.S. Lewis once said that a man can't see how he grows day by day, but when he looks back over his life, he can see that he has grown. What is your I was statement? I was a blank. Fill that in for yourself. Secondly, do you remember a but God moment in your life? Is there a moment where you say that day Jesus changed my life? For many people, this is hard. For me even, I don't have a but God moment, but I've got a but God period. It was a period of about two to three months where God just came in and steadily, slow burning, <laughs> changed my life. Others of you probably have a but God second where you said in one second, God changed my life completely. Whatever it is, won't you remind yourself of that? What were some of the biggest but God moments in your life? And I want you to afterwards, when this podcast episode is done, remind yourself and pray over those things. Thirdly, if you do not have a I was statement, but rather you have a I am statement. I am a sinner. I am uh, addicted. I am a bad husband. I am a bad father. I am a bad worker. I am. Do you have a I am statement? Because I want to tell you that even today, uh, even if you are alone in your home, in the car, even if you are alone by yourself, listening in your earphones to my voice at this moment, I trust that this is your but God moment. It doesn't have to be emotional. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to be at church for this to happen. God wants to change your life right now. So if you have a I was statement, an, an, an I am statement, I am anxious, I am tired, I am confused. Can you together with me trust that God is busy with a but God moment in this moment? At this very second, can you believe that the Holy Spirit is calling your name? At this moment, can you believe with me that God wants to change your life forever? This is my story. He changed my life forever. The fact is, friend, if you today say that you accept Jesus as your Savior, if you today accept the fact that you, you do not have to carry this burden alone, you are allowed to stand up proudly and say, I was but God by grace. I was but God by grace. You can stand proudly and say that. If that's you, I would love to pray for you. Where you are, please close your eyes. For me, a good signal, just a, 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 a metaphor or a... A practical thing that I do is I raise my hands with my palms upwards like this and I say, God, I want to receive. So there where you are, if you are comfortable, just raise up your hands like this. Just say, I receive and just close your eyes and pray this with me. Father, thank you for my new life. God, thank you that you paid the full price for me. Jesus, thank you that you faced the wrath of God on my behalf. And thank you, God, that I stand free before you now. Thank you, God, that you are giving me a but God moment in this second. Father, I want to proclaim today that I was a sinner. But you came into my life and you changed everything. Thank you for my new life, Lord. I praise you for that. Amen. Amen. It was so good chatting to you today. I hope this content stirs you. We went a little bit over time. I hope uh, that's okay with you. I hope I didn't lose you. Uh, next week, we are back. 
with the last week, the commissioning gospel, where we say this gospel is meant to send, send us out into the world. Once again, check out our Instagram, YouTube, podcast, subscribe there, share this on your WhatsApp status, wherever you uh, uh, have friends. Uh, it really helps us if other people see this and share it. We believe that this message needs to be heard by people who are not in the church. So send this to your buddies and then I'll see you next week. Cheers. Thank you.